Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Hi, my name is Selena, and I'm a former shopaholic. Cue the hi, Selena, because this is starting to feel like an Alcoholics Anonymous episode, but I can assure you that it's not. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about stomping the shopping addiction. For those of you that didn't know, I actually used to be a fast fashion consumer. I only looked at the price of a garment. I didn't look at materials. I would retail therapy myself better. I would late night online shop and get things I didn't need. I would impulse purchase. All of that awful stuff, I've been there. And if I can come out on the other side telling you that I am now a slow fashion advocate and I am now a conscious clothing consumer, you can do it too. If you want to hear more about my sustainable fashion journey, go back and listen to the first podcast episode if you haven't already. Because in that episode, I really go in depth into my conscious clothing journey, what sparked it, what issues I had along the way, and how I came out on the other side. So go check it out if you haven't already. In today's episode, though, we're going to be specifically talking about the shopping addiction. I'm going to be breaking down the psychology behind it, and then I'm going to be giving you tangible actions and tips that you can implement to break free from this addiction and this pattern. Because if I can do it, you can do it too. And I'm going to be sharing all the tips and methods that I use to be able to come out on the other side. I break down the shopping addiction a little bit more in our handbook, which again, I'll link in the show notes. But for the purpose of today's episode, I did want to make it more comprehensive and give you an overview of the psychology behind it because I think that's really important to understand before I give you the tangible action items or the tips. I once took a habits course here in Vancouver put on by Groundswell. Shout out to Groundswell. And it was really eye-opening because there were so many different habits that I was trying to figure out, crack, and change. And habits can actually be broken down into three simple steps, and they are as follows. A cue happens in our environment, which then triggers us to perform a habit because that habit triggers a reward. And we are all rewards incentivized, if you will. And at the end of the day, that's what we're chasing. I thought that was pretty interesting and I'll have this linked in the show notes as well just so you can see how it works. But high level, a cue triggers a habit which triggers a reward. When I analyzed my shopping addiction during this habits course, what I realized was that my cue would be a negative emotion that I would experience. So that could look like being stressed out at work, PMSing, just feeling down in general, etc. And then I would take that negative emotion and that would automatically trigger me to shop to make myself feel better. So I would browse late night on an online website or buy a new top I didn't really need. Although this made me happier for the time being, it was definitely a temporary band-aid solution. Because the next morning I would wake up, I would be, let's say, $40 poorer, but I would still be stressed about work or I would still be sad. And at the end of the day, this vicious cycle needed to stop because I was wasting money, I was buying things I didn't need, and I wasn't addressing the root cause of the issue. In this habits course, I learned that you just need to identify the cues that you're experiencing. For me, that would be the negative emotions. 
And you still need to keep the same rewards. So for me, that would be an elevation in mood. But what you can do, and that's the key here, is switch out the habit to get to the reward. At the end of the day, we are all reward-driven creatures. And to change the quote-unquote bad habit in the middle, all you got to do is swap it out for a better habit or an alternative. In my shopping addiction example, instead of shopping leading to an elevation in mood, I sat down and was really transparent with myself and asked myself, what else makes me happy? And I realized that being outside, seeing my friends, doing yoga, meditating, all of that stuff puts me in a better mood. So now when I experience a negative emotion, I turn to those alternative activities instead of shopping to make myself feel better. For those of you that have the handbook, make sure you do the exercises from pages 93 to 95. Those exercises are meant to try to help you identify what your cues are, so what's driving the habit, and also meant to help you identify what reward you're trying to achieve. So, you know, is it an elevation in mood? Does it make you feel more confident, etc.? Because it's really important to identify what's going on so that we can change it and tackle your shopping addiction. If you don't have the handbook, don't worry, you can still go through the exercise. So try to identify what your cues are and then figure out what reward you're trying to achieve and then what else can help you achieve that reward. Is it kind of similar to me? Is being outside very grounding for you or seeing friends and family, etc.? Try to figure out what alternative activities you can do besides shopping. Okay, so now that we know the psychology behind the shopping addiction a little bit more, I'm going to be giving you six tangible action items that you can implement to help you on your journey. Personally, I have done all six of these items and I found that each one has really helped me. But as I'm reviewing these things, feel free to take or not take my advice. At the end of the day, it has to work for you. But I just want to share what has worked for me. My first tip is to do a no shopping ban. Again, in the first episode, I go into this in more detail, but I did a six-month no-shopping ban, and honestly, it was such an instrumental part of my journey. You don't have to do it for six months if that feels super long. I recommend even doing it for a month or two weeks. Do whatever you can, but in those two weeks or one month, it really forces you to realize how much useless crap you were buying and how it was just so mindless before. I think that was my biggest takeaway and it really was a big awakening for me. My second tip is to find your why and realize why you're doing this. Make sure it's a purpose that you can stand behind and it's not just about saving money. For me, when I learned more about the harmful fashion industry, the unethical labor practices and also the amount of stuff we were sending to the landfills really got to me. And at the end of the day, even when I wanted to revert back to my old ways, I would remind myself about all the awful stuff that was going on with the unethical labor and with how much stuff we were sending to our landfills, and it would really ground me. Find your why. I think that's really important. Speaking of money, my third tip is to have a financial or savings goal. Personally, for me, I'm saving up to buy a condo here in Vancouver. Condos are super expensive, so I'm probably going to have to sell my liver, my kidney, and my right lung in order to afford a condo here, but, you know, at least I have something I'm working towards. 
So if I want to be buying a new pair of jeans, I know that it's going to set me back from having that condo. And if having a condo isn't your dream goal or it feels too far away, you can also, you know, save up for a vacation or getting a car. Just have some sort of financial savings goal so that it doesn't feel restrictive when you can't buy something. Instead, just look at it like you're diverting your funds towards something else that you're actually going to use and enjoy more. While you're doing this no shopping ban, you find your purpose and your why and you have your financial savings goal. I also think it's really important to remove the temptation. Unsubscribe and unfollow brands. Unsubscribe from their email newsletters and unfollow them on social media because at the end of the day, their marketing departments are really working to get you to buy more. So remove the temptation. And while you're at it, if there's certain influencers that you follow and you feel like they always tempt you into buying things as well, unfollow them too. Do a detox, do a cleanse, and at the end of the day, it'll be great for your mind, your soul, and also your wallet. My fifth tip is to really research and think through your purchases. Even if you have to buy something, make sure you window shop at least five different other brands to make sure what you're buying is the right color, material, fit, style, etc. before you go and buy it. That'll really remove the impulse purchasing and also make sure that when you buy it, you know that you're going to love that piece. Do your research, think through it, and have a bit of a you know, checklist in your mind. If you have the handbook, go through the pre-purchase checklist. And even if you don't have the handbook, ask yourself these questions about how many times am I going to wear it? What's my cost per wear? Am I comfortable having these materials on my body? All of these questions. Ask yourself. Last but not least, my sixth tip is to be accountable and surround yourself with people that are also in this. We have a Facebook group, which I'm going to link in the show notes, but if you are just searching on Facebook, it's called The Recloseted Tribe, colon, Sustainable Fashion Supporters. In that group, we are really just there for each other to encourage each other, cheer each other on, and share tips and tricks because at the end of the day, having a community of people doing this with you can be so, so, so helpful. And it doesn't have to be online. You can recruit your family members. You can recruit your friends to do this with you. But make sure that you're not doing this alone because then when you want to revert back to your old habits, there's someone else that's keeping an eye out for you. And there you have it. Now that you understand the psychology behind the shopping addiction a little bit more and you have six tangible action items that you can implement, I hope that this really helps you on your conscious clothing journey. To celebrate Fashion Revolution Week, I'm going to be joined in next Thursday's episode by my friend Iris, and we're going to be confronting the living wage. It's a super juicy episode and you don't want to miss it, so make sure you subscribe so that that episode is automatically downloaded and you won't have to search for Recloseted Radio again and manually download the episode. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our show. If you want to help us spread fashion sustainability and recruit more members to join our recloseted movement, make sure you leave us a rating and review that really helps us. And take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it to your Instagram stories and tag us at recloseted. That helps us spread the word and it's also really cool seeing you guys listen to our episodes. I hope you have an amazing week and remember, we are all in this together and together we will write the harmful fashion industry.